You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. Today we are talking about unsolicited advice for sleep and how to deal with it, especially with relatives, you know, because it's a little easier with strangers, you just kind of ignore them, but when it's relatives, it's a little harder to be, to know what to say and to not get insulted. So here we go. A bit of background on me as to why you should be listening to me. I'm actually kind of a pro at talking to people. <laughs> I'm not just saying that, but I'll have a lot of friends that text me, call me and ask me, hey, look, they have this really difficult situation. How do I talk to them? I don't know why, but I've been blessed with a skill of being able to be really honest and direct, but also set boundaries at the same time, because that's really, really important for communication. Maybe one day I'll have a whole business and when someone just texts me a problem and I give them a, a sentence to give the other person, because it usually also really works out well. Anyways, enough about that. What I want to say is, first, what I really want to say is to never, ever, ever take unsolicited advice personally. Because when someone gives you advice, it's not about you. It really isn't. It's about who they are as a person, maybe what they went through, what they don't want you to go through. It's something in them that's forcing them to, without being asked for their advice, to offer it. So never, ever take it personally. My favorite example of this is I was at a family party and this lady came up to me and just started saying, you know what you got to do? You got to feed them every four hours. Just wake them up every four hours. Don't feed them before every four hours. And that's going to work. It worked for me, for my four kids. They all slept through the night by two months. And I, I was just like, I, I was barely pregnant. I wasn't even that pregnant. I had never, ever thought about baby sleep, much less asked for her opinion on it. And I didn't even really know this lady. I knew she was kind of family, but I, I didn't even say hi to her. And she just had this advice to give me. And so I could have taken this one or two ways. I could have been like, please don't tell me what to do. This is not your baby. Or I could have just acknowledged the fact that she is an older person who likes to give advice. And maybe she doesn't have a lot of people to talk to. And maybe she just needs to, you know, she saw me pregnant and was reminiscing of her time. And so one way I could have said it would be, you know, stop. But I, what I chose to say, oh, thank you for sharing your knowledge. And then I didn't want to talk about it. I did not care to talk about her baby's sleep at that point. And that's fair enough. So I said, hey, actually, I see my husband over there, but it was so good to meet you, you know, because I don't have to talk about it, but I also don't have to make a huge deal and I don't have to insult her because most people that are coming up to you. They're not trying to insult you. I mean, sometimes they are and fair enough that that happens, but you don't have to let them. Right? You don't have to let them get under your skin. You don't have to make a huge deal out of it. You can always just say, you know what? I'm not ready to talk about this yet. Or I see some food over there. You can make any kind of excuse, but you don't have to let them get under your skin. Another time at another family function, this was six years later. Now I had a business. Now I knew about sleep. I had my three kids and she came up to me. She said, hey, I heard you're a sleep consultant and that's so good, right? Because so many moms think that crying is bad for kids and we just know, you know, you just put them in there, close the door and they sleep all night. So I'm glad you're out there doing that work. And, you know, I was, it was literally over the guacamole and chip station. So I didn't really have time to talk to her about how every baby is unique. And while cry it out does work, it's not necessarily my method. You know, I, I wasn't going to get into that. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know where my two-year-old is. Let me go get him. Um, or however old my kids were. But I didn't have to get into it. And I didn't have to get insulted because I didn't want to. You know, there's, there might be times where you want to talk about things and you want to, you know, fight your battle. But talking with a relative, I only see, you know, this was at a wedding. It just was not worth it. 
could get all, you know, blood boiling and it's just, it's just not worth it. You really have to decide which battles matter and this one did not. And so something I see a lot of people struggle, a lot of my friends, a lot of my clients, is that they struggle with not taking it personally. Maybe their mother-in-law keeps telling them, you know, you're putting them down too often, they're napping too much, or they're napping too little, and they let that get to them, and they let it either, one, really annoy them and drive a wedge between them, or two, really question themselves. And all the work they've put into figuring out their baby just kind of goes out the window because you're like, well, if my mother-in-law is telling me this, or if my aunt is telling me this, maybe I'm wrong. So my main, main tip is to not take it personally. A lot of the time, grandma just wants more time with your kiddo and doesn't like that they're always napping. Or grandma's kids slept all day and it's so weird for her that your babies don't sleep all day. So do not take it personal. Try to step into their shoes. Why are they saying this? Is it just because, you know, maybe they're a judgmental person. They grew up in a judgmental household and don't know how to appreciate people for who they are when they're different. Or maybe it's because they want more time with the kids. And that's fair. They can want more time with the kids. You don't have to get upset about that. But you do have to set the boundary. I know what I'm doing if you are confident in what you're doing. And I know I'm doing what's best for my baby. Again, if you're confident about that. And you can thank them politely, say thank you for your input, and say this is what I'm doing. Just that quick sentence, thank you for your input, this is what we do, and don't make it a bigger deal. If they keep saying more and more things, you can just repeat that phrase until they're annoyed and they leave. Thank you for your input, this is what we're doing. So that's just one sentence. I actually have a whole, uh, what is it called, Rolodex of sentences for people because you do, you know, you don't want, it's my first tip, obviously, is not to let it get to you, not to take it personal and to understand the other person as another person with their own needs. But another, you need something to do after that, right? You need to have, find a way for them to stop because it can just get annoying, even if you're not letting it get to you. Um, are you trying to not let it get to you? So my first thing I would say is, Hey mom, if it's your mom, I appreciate you. You are my mom and I appreciate you. And I appreciate that you care about your baby's well-being. And I appreciate that you want to spend time with your babies. And then you're going to jump right into it. But right now I really do not want advice about my baby's sleep. Or if you're talking about nutrition or whatever, you have to say, appreciate you for who you are as a person and your needs. But me personally, I do not want advice. You don't have to say I'm right and you're wrong or I know what I'm doing. You don't have to get into it. You just have to set that boundary. I do not want advice right now. And then you close it with something else. I am happy to talk about this other topic. Let's talk about your trip. Let's talk about the drama with your friends. Let's talk about going to the zoo this weekend and change the subject. And, you know, when you talk, and I experience this a lot, when you talk to someone in an honest, direct, and setting a boundary, it can shock people because they're not used to it. They're used to going back and forth. They're used to saying, I'm right, you're wrong. And so they might be shocked. Just continue on with a different conversation topic or continue on with taking your child to their crib if that's what you were doing when they asked you to stop. Just be very confident that you are figuring this out and perhaps you don't want their input. This isn't to say you don't need anyone. This isn't to say you'll never need anyone's input. This is just to say that you are allowed to set your boundaries. You're allowed to tell someone when you don't want to hear their unsolicited advice. You don't have to explain a lot because usually when people are trying to, you know, control you or mess with things or change things, 
they don't they don't want pushback, right? They just want to do it. And anything that you say against it, they're just going to keep fighting back. So it's, it's not worth it to get into an argument about something that you're not willing to change. And it is completely fair for you not to be willing to change the fact that you know what you're doing with your baby or you know what you're trialing with your baby and you know you can ask for help whenever it's needed. <laughs> I think I share this story already on my uh, podcast, but I'll just share it again in case you haven't listened to all my episodes. I went to Mexico this this spring for my cousin's wedding and it was a lot of fun. And I saw my grandma who I love dearly, but she is very headstrong um, in what she did when she was a mom and she had three kids and not much help in three years. She had three kids in three years and she didn't have much help. And so the way she did this is very, things is very different for me. I've had three kids. I had three kids in five years and my husband was home for the second half of that. So very different parenting, you know, setup. And so she got there to say hi. And I was like, oh, sorry, my baby girl's not here. Joe's driving her around for her nap. And she looked at me like I was <laughs> ridiculous. And she was like, oh. Well, my kids, whenever it was nap time, I put them in their crib for an hour or two. And I didn't care if they cried or slept or what it was, but it was nap time. And I could kind of tell she was trying to egg me on a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful. You found something that worked for you. And she was like, uh, you know, because I had to do that. And then we kind of got deeper into it. And she ended up talking about how difficult it was that she had three kids on her own all day. Um, her husband worked all day till the night and he, you know, Mexican older husband, he expected food to be on the table and the house to be clean. And so she didn't have time to be driving around one of the babies for a nap. And so it turned into this beautiful conversation of her sharing more from her life. I don't see her very often. So it really was very nice to get to know a little bit more about her frustrations as a first time mom, second time mom, third time, third time mom. And that's kind of, I think, what led it to there. She wasn't trying to make me feel bad about myself, or maybe she was, who knows. Um, but I wasn't going to let her do that. And I was going to instead turn it around, figure out why she's giving, you know, this judgmental, passive aggressive sentence and really get to it and connect. And so that's, a, you know, that's the second step, though. You don't have to connect with people that you feel are judging you. That's just kind of something I wanted to do at that specific time, especially because, you know, she's my grandma and I see her every few years. But that's just kind of I want to just give an example of me not talking about it. Right. She, she kept egging me on, you know, your your child is in the car for her nap and you do that every day. But I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to talk about that because it wasn't her business at that point. There was nothing I was going to change. I wasn't going to be like, oh, and some people do. Some clients have told me they do this, that they would have called their husband to bring their baby back so that they didn't look bad in front of their grandma. But I honestly don't care if I look bad in front of my grandma because I know what baby girl needed at that point. And what she needed was to be driven around for 10 minutes for her nap so she could sleep well at night, especially because we had a wedding that weekend. Um, so that's just a, a little bit of a fun story. <laughs> And so sometimes it's really hard not to want to explain yourself. Like you're playing with a baby and grandpa says, um, oh, you're going to take him away, aren't you? And you say, yep, five more minutes is nap time. And they say, well, he's probably not tired enough. I don't see him crying. Why don't you wait till he cries? 
and you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> and you start to explain and you start to tell them that you follow the most amazing sleep consultant that has helped you understand your baby's need and that they can, you know, listen to her podcast and they can watch all her reels and like them and comment on them so she can get more engagement on Instagram because it is ridiculous. Um, or you can tell her them to listen to my podcast every Tuesday, except for this week because I couldn't get to it on Tuesday. No, you don't have to get into all of that. You don't have to explain why you know your baby needs a nap. If you don't want to, you can, if you want that conversation and you know, it's going to be fruitful, go for it. Send them my link, baby sleep answers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being, I'm being facetious here, but you don't have to get into it. If you don't want to, you can just say, Oh, <laughs> is that what you did with your children or, Oh, cool. Okay. Well, it's nap time. So we're going to go now, right? You don't have to engage. I think that's the hardest thing. We feel like we have to engage, especially if it's a close relative. But I, here's me telling you, you really don't. You don't have to give them the power of making you feel bad. Half the time, they don't really want to make you feel bad. I mean, sometimes they do. And fair enough, that's just it. I'm saying fair enough a lot in this podcast episode. <laughs> um, and, and that's okay. Sometimes people want to make you feel bad, but you don't have to let them. Especially when it's something that's very important to you. Something that has already brought you a lot of anxiety. Um, so first set that sentence, that boundary. Hey, I appreciate you. I don't want, I don't want advice. I will not be listening to it right now. Um, and if they're more insistent, you can just walk away or you can ask them to leave. And if they don't leave, then you just walk away and that's okay. And some people will get very insulted. I, you know, I come from a Mexican, um, household. So, you know, people are, can be very dramatic, but that's not on you. You don't have to take that burden on you, especially when it's a topic that you don't, you don't need to talk about. If you, you know what you're doing, go for it. The thing about receiving advice is that, you know, there, there's a power struggle usually and, and most of the times you can just walk away. Like I'm saying, most of the times you can just change the subject, but sometimes you can't. And then if you're in a position where you can't, then you have to either change your position or just accept their advice. I had a client a few years ago who said, my mother-in-law is just so controlling. She, you know, she watches our cameras. She tells us when to put baby down. She won't let us even let baby cry for a minute. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> stop letting her do that. And she goes, well, my mother-in-law pays for all of our rent. My mother-in-law pays for everything we do. We actually don't work. Um, and, you know, she's already going to give us money for baby's clothes. And we like designer and stuff. And so at that point, you know, I usually know what to say. But I was just like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you've given them all this power. And now you you want to take it back. And so this is a much more complicated topic, but we talked about it a lot more and we talked about, I mean, I, this is just a lot deeper and this is not going to be 99% of the cases, um, about relatives, but I, I bring that up because it is a power struggle. And a lot of the times people telling their children how to parent, um, or in-laws telling their in-law <laughs> how to parent. And it's usually a trying to retain some control or just trying to have things done the way you like them and you don't have to give anyone that power uh, if you don't want to. There are some you know times where people are like well we can't do any crying because we live with my in-laws and they don't sleep well and that's different. That is different from when you're at a party and your aunt tells you not to put your baby down for a nap and you know it's bad nap time right so I don't you don't need to be rude you don't need to be always questioning someone's power struggles. Uh, you can use your brain, obviously, but I just had to say that. So I've given you main tips. You know, first, don't take it personal. Second, set a boundary and hold it. And 
third, just kind of try to understand where they're coming from and don't give them the power. But my last advice is one of my favorites. I learned this as a teenager (laughs) with adults. You can just zone out. You really can. You can zone out. You can gloss over your eyes and think about something else and watch them just talk as much as they want. If they ask you a question or they ask why you're not you know, talking, you can just say, oh, sorry, zoned out. And then just keep doing that. Because if someone is not respecting your boundaries, you don't have to engage with them. And it is harder with older folks, but just use those tactics. Tell them you don't want to talk about it. Change the subject. And then if they are insistent and you have to listen to them, just zone out, especially if it's hurting you, especially if you're trying not to take it personal, but you still are. So that is my spiel to help you dealing with relatives who will give you unsolicited advice. I hope it helps you. If you are unsure of what you're doing and you are letting people kind of make you feel guilty because you don't know what you're doing, make sure you just learn more about sleep and you feel more confident. Remember that you're doing your very best. You're, everything you're doing is out of love. And I don't mean to say this whole episode as, you know, you got it, don't listen to anyone, but more as in you can decide who you listen to, you can decide where you receive criticism from, and you can also decide not to let it sound like criticism to you. Try to see it from their point of view, who they are, why they're coming at you, and then just zone out if it's entering you with a negative connotation. I hope you have the best night and some exciting news. I think next week I will do the last episode of this season. I might take a break all of July because we will be on a road trip and we're going to be in Michigan. I don't, I won't have this fancy uh, podcast technology that I can use there. So I will probably not be doing any podcast until August, but thank you so much for being listeners And perhaps I will just record like 10 episodes next week and then slowly release them in July. I don't know. I never know. I am a bit too impulsive for my own good. Um, But do look forward to a huge, huge sale because we are going to be celebrating six years of Baby Sleep Answers. And so make sure you're in our newsletter so you can hear all about it, even if I don't do any more podcast episodes. I hope you have the best night.